Hello to all of my beautiful soul sisters and welcome back to a brand new episode. Hmm. What kind of week is this? What are the things we have been experiencing this week? Has it been, what has it been? Has it been one of those weeks where you dread or those weeks that you look great forward to one of those sluggish or really speedy fast weeks? There's been a lot happening in my life and yeah, so many different things. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. Please head over to iTunes and leave Awaken You with Shelly Bond, a five-star rating and a review. It means the universe to me and it helps me get heard on a broader platform. I love you and let's do this together. Welcome to my show where we talk about love where we allow ourselves joy and compassion, where we are open to our authenticity, where speaking our truth is our birthright and we claim our abundance, our prosperity. Welcome here to this space where I share my love for healing, my love for connecting with women on a soul level, because I believe that we all have a purpose on this planet and I am here to help you awaken that aspect of yourself. I am here to help you claim your inner power of safety and trust and creativity and confidence and love and healing and speaking your truth and intuition and connecting with those around you. Here and now is this space that I have created to join women together. I love you and I'm so grateful for you. May we lead with love and light, joy and compassion, my beautiful soul sisters. Oh, my lovelies. Dun, 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 dun. Here we are showing up again. I'm grateful to be here in this space. And I'm actually recording from a new space. So I had to, well, got to move my workspace, recording space, all of my things that I do for my malas and my books and all of my healing modality tools and instruments into my bedroom. And usually I would say, don't ever put your work stuff in your bedroom, but we're actually finishing our basement and it's very exciting and <laughs> laugh or not. I'm really excited. We actually set up our Christmas decorations. Yeah, we did. I set up my Christmas, Christmas decorations. I actually take down my Halloween decorations and I put up my Christmas decorations. And with that said, I don't know if I shared this with you all, but I, self-published my third children's picture book called Biddy B.S. Christmas Magic that's now available on Amazon. I actually published it like a few weeks after Christmas last year and I wrote that as part of my biography is that I take down my Christmas decor or my Halloween decorations and put up my Christmas decorations and so my workspace was where my Christmas tree goes. So now we have a lovely beautiful Christmas tree what are we on? It's like the 10th of November in Estes. It's like cold, but it warms up sometimes, but there's little patches of snow and it's pretty windy, but it's still beautiful. It's always beautiful up here. It's just the wind. The wind is insane. And apparently where we live, we live on like the windiest corridor in Estes Park. And there have been nights where it feels like probably the windows are going to shatter inwards, but they haven't yet. So thank you universe. <laughs> I'm grateful for that. 
And so now that my workspace is in my bedroom, I, with intention and my spirit guides, I put up this kind of like invisible holding wall. And so I set the intention that this is my workspace and I put, I walked a line across very intentionally. And this is my work creative focus space. And it's actually the same space where I edited the last edit of my book, Awaken You. And I legitimately sat in this spot for almost five solid weeks, like six days a week, like eight hour days editing my book. And it's beautiful. I'm looking out my window and there's just trees and nature. And I have a few skitter scattered neighbors and my husband's snowmobiles and a red fire hydrant. And it's just like, mm, this is a good space. So then on the other side of this barrier, I put up, I put up a barrier that this is my sleep sanctuary, which it has been. And I put this very, very intuitive, very clear boundaries of that this energetically is a sleep space and this energetically is a workspace. So I will say that if you live in a space where it might be a little tight and you might find yourself with no extra space for your workspace, you can really create it wherever you want. You just need to be really intentional with the energy and holding that energy around the space and making each space what you want it to be. And my lovely and your lovely Louise Hay, the dear and departed spiritual mentor, shared that it's so important that we fill our homes and our workspaces with the vibrations of love. And that might be one of those things that you're like, huh, how do you fill your space with a vibration of love? Well, I started this practice, murmur, I'm trying to think of like when Jack was a baby and he's eight, closer to nine now. He's like eight and a half. And you could just sit in the middle of a room, put your hand on your heart, both hands on your heart, and just think of a time or a person who helped you or brought you to those beautiful feelings of love, of unconditional love, not that conditional love that sometimes they love you, sometimes they hate you. And then you grow the feelings of the love, the love, the love, the love, and you just fill up the space and you just imagine that love just growing and filling up all of the corners of the walls and through the eaves and the nooks and the crannies and through the vents, around the curtains, around those maybe messy little spots that need a little extra love and you just send love. You can even just lay in your bed at night and allow that love to grow and imagine it just like in a blink, just filling up your entire house, all the closets, all of the drawers and dressers and all of the spaces of the house. Because the vibration that we put out is the vibration that comes back to us. And I've really been noticing this with my husband and I, and our relationship had been really unhealthy for a really long time. Like it got bad and then it got really good and then kind of reverted back to badness. And there was something within me at the beginning of this week that just clicked. I'm like, there is so much already stress and strain on our lives that why are we always like battling and fighting and arguing with each other? And I've really just in my heart declared peace with my husband and just sending unconditional love to him. And also he's been like working his ass off in our house, finishing our basement where we started like the framing, he, him and his employees helped do all of the, and his partner's employees did all of the framing and they're doing the electrical and we're like getting ready for plumbing. And I mean, it is, it's a project. It's a lot of work. And I am like, really, 
I've known how stressful his job is and how hard he works, but he freaking, like he is a hard worker and he's very professional and he takes his job very serious. And I don't know, there's just something over me. I guess I do know that I just am like, I'm done. I'm done with arguing and having unhealthy relationships. I'm done with like having this yucky energy in my home. And I just want to have a loving, peaceful environment where my family sleeps and where we gather and we are and setting up my Christmas tree. Just like, I love that. Like I'm not a huge religious person for me. Christmas is really kind of the celebration of winter and honoring the changing of the seasons. And I just love the magic of the colors and the twinkle lights. And I love, I just, I love the decorations and all the things. So for me, it just, it brings me this joy when it's starting to get dark at like five o'clock at night, like pitch black and these beautiful sparkly lights. It's like, Hmm. So no matter what anyone says, if they make fun of you for taking down your Halloween decorations and putting up Christmas decorations, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it's funny because this is the first year my son Milo is 10 where he's like questioning his belief in Santa Claus. And we also have the elves on the shelf and he's like, he's very blunt and he's very much like his dad. And I think sometimes I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) It drives me a little crazy. I'm like, Milo, you will not ruin Christmas for your little brother. And yeah, so I'm like right there. And with this, this basement remodel, it's like, it's not a remodel. It was just like a basement, an empty concreted floor basement with actually all of the exterior walls have um, plugs, outlets for plugs, right? I don't know. My husband is an electrician and I wish I knew the proper terms. Um, and just like the basic like drywall with no mud or texture. And then, so we are framing, when I say we, I mean my husband and his lovely employees that we're framing two bedrooms and a storage closet. And then kind of like, you know, under the stairs, how the stairs narrow and they'll just be like an extra kind of catch all where you put like the extra flooring or tile, all of that kind of goobery stuff, which I hope we can move that to the garage. Now that we'll have the storage room thinking out loud and a bathroom and then a living slash workout space. And it's coming together, but it is loud and messy and like, we put this plastic, uh, kind of like plastic, it's not a trash bag. It's actually meant for like protecting. And we taped it off on our stairwell that goes upstairs and tried our best to like keep the sawdust out of here, up here where we live. We live mostly on the main level, which you kind of walk in through our house. You can walk in through the deck and you have to walk up 15 stairs or near the garage and you walk up 15 stairs. So you have to just make the choice to either walk up or go straight to the basement. And we've lived up here for, it's been two and a half years and it's been about 1800 square feet. And it's honestly like the perfect size for me and my kids and my husband and our dogs, but we have this extra space and we might have a a dream in the future to vacation rental this house because I do have my dreams to buy land and build a healing center it's my big, big dream. It's my like, this is my manifesting dream. So this is kind of like the steps before. And my husband, he's very like analytical and thought driven. And he was like, I appreciate all of your dreaming and your big dreaming, but we have to take it one step at a time. We've got to finish our base first and do the steps. And I'm like, cool, I'm still going to work on the big dream. 
in right now where we're doing this and all of these things. And it's so crazy. And my husband is very like anal when it comes to his job and keeping it clean. And so they've been cutting wood and there's like sawdust everywhere, but he sweeps it up and cleans up after it. But no matter what, it's like these tiny particles that just like float up in the air and everyone's like coughing and yeah, lots of things going on and it's very loud. So the reason it's quiet right now is because all of the guys are on their lunch break. So I hopped on here. I'm like, oh, I could have a little peace and quiet. And in between this, my daughter has been sick. I think she might be having the flu and my little buglet having the flu. And yesterday I, let's rewind, but a lot, so many things to share. So this is also exciting. I did my first psychedelic healing session. I watched this, a couple really amazing documentaries. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of what that one is called. Let me pause here. Okay. I found it. I remembered I remembered from good old Google or DuckDuckGo, whatever I have here. It's called How to Change Your Mind. And it was a book. And I'm trying to, who is the man? Let's see, not now, computer. It is the author Michael Pollan. And what does this say? It says, author Michael Pollan leads the way in this docu-series exploring the history and use of psychedelics, including LSD, psilocybin, MDMA, and mescaline. And if you haven't watched that, freaking watch it. It's really expansive and it really kind of is like, huh, hmm, what are these things? And then there's another one called, oh shoot, I think it's Magical Fungi. What is it? I'm like thinking of all of these documentaries now. Um, but um, I say, you know, when we say um, it's when we're unsure and we're thinking, we're like, what is that one? Magical fungi, something fungi. I think it's on Netflix too. And so I had an opportunity to hold a healing session for a beautiful soul. And this is something like I've haven't done psilocybin like in particular when I was younger I've definitely done I did mushrooms before and I've done some microdosing like super microdosing as an adult but if you watch this documentary called how to change your mind it talks about how these from these medicines kind of from the earth like LSD that scares the shit out of me honestly I've never done LSD and I would never do LSD um MDMA which is Uh, Molly or ecstasy. I did that in my very early 18 years. I did not do them in a controlled environment, but it was just very profound. Like there was this man who had really bad PTSD from war and his story was so sad. It was like every 4th of July, he would hide in his closet from the fireworks and he was like paralyzed with fear. And he did, I think, three to six MDMA sessions in a more clinical setting. And wow, like healed his brain, changed the chemistry of his brain, was able to access this pain and this trauma in a safe setting. And it changed his freaking life. There was this other mom and she did this psilocybin. I think I'm saying right, psilocybin. And she had babies and was so depressed and said she couldn't even get out of bed to take care of her babies. It was like a struggle every day. And there was a few other cases with the psilocybin and she was microdosing with the psilocybin, which is what 
this woman that I did the session for has been microdosing um, just like 10 milligrams a day to help with depression because her mom passed away and she's been falling into a state of depression. It's been really hard on her. And it was like her mom died and she lost her dad too, because he just kind of disappeared. Like he was, he's there, but not there. You know what I mean? And this documentary, how to change your mind just really opened up so many things. And also just hearing from my friends and how this psilocybin is affecting her and helping her. And she also watched the documentary and it was actually, my sister was supposed to hold the session with me and we were going to together hold the space. And I'm not like a clinical human like that, but I know how to hold some fucking space. Like I can, I have all of the healing modalities, I, especially a heart connection. And that's the biggest thing when you're looking for someone to hold these sessions or these spaces for is for someone you feel safe and someone you feel connected to. And I mean, there's no one better than someone you've known for the past four years and someone I've already done Reiki with. I've done energy work with her. I've, I've led workshops and yoga and meditation with her. And we have like this soul sister connection. She's kind of came to my women's circles and yeah, it is, it was, it was an amazing session and we, we, yeah, her and I just showed up together at her home. My sister ended up being sick and I feel like it worked out for the best. And I dropped my kids off at school. I showed up to her house. She took her 40 milligrams, which she takes 10 every day. And so the 40 was only three times what she usually does. So it wasn't such like a crazy, heavy, heavy, heavy trip, but it was enough to allow her to really just open to her conscious mind. And what happens is it helps you shed the ego. So it's like you're lifting the veil and you're really open and exposed and vulnerable. And to me, in my experiences with this, with kind of psychedelics is, is that you go kind of in another dimension or say the spiritual realm, because you're able to really see what, what the world, what this, these other dimensions really are. And that's when people can kind of get those tracers and the colors. And sometimes people like, I think the LSD one, that one kind of freaked me out in the movie because that was the first, I think that was the very first show because this documentary, I think it's four like individual shows or it might be six, but the first one is about LSD. And I was like, holy moly, like that really just like takes you to a new dimension and everything shifts with psilocybin, which is mushrooms that come from the earth. Uh, it really is said to be that connecting energy. It's like mushrooms come from the earth and they're like the veins, the roots of the earth. So it really helps you get that connection deep into the vibration, deep, allowing that energy of nature to become, for you to become one with it and that oneness. And yeah, this session was, it was awesome. And it seemed kind of like an hour in was when it kind of started setting in. I could, I could just see the way she was looking at me in a little bit and just, I just can tell, I can really sense energy and yeah, it was, it was wonderful. And I brought all of my healing modalities. We did an Oracle reading. And of course it was just like the perfect, beautiful message. And we did a lot of meditation, a lot of breath practice, like really grounding our energy and really feeling into our body. We did kind of like a, a chakra cleansing, a chakra, chakra activation. 
really just tapping into the energy of the earth and just bringing clear, clean energy through all the chakras and then sending our energy up to the ethers and then imagining that energy, just kind of like this beautiful current coming down our heads into the earth and just being this fluid movement of energy moving up and around. And then we had, I'm trying to think of all of the the modalities we did. We had, I used my tuning forks in tuning forks, the ones I have, I have weighted tuning forks and they're said to be really helpful for chakra alignment as well as for pain reduction. And it really does work. I had a little interruption. My husband is back, but he is, he is out there and hopefully the guys aren't scheduled to be back for like 17 more minutes. So, okay. So, and also the tuning forks are they're really helpful for, they're said to be the sound from which our chakras came from and they each have a different hertz on them. And it was interesting because last night after the session, I was driving home and I could feel this headache coming on and I decided, I said out loud, I am not taking any energy from the woman I just did the practice on. I leave it. I clear and transmute it through all time, space, reality, and dimension. And of course I like, I'm driving, but I look over and I see in my magical bag of all of my healing modalities, the third eye chakra uh, tuning fork. So I grab it and then whack it on my knee and then start hitting it on like on my forehead. I could see the guy in the car ahead of me looking like, what is that lady doing? Like I am vibrating and buzzing this headache out and it legitimately went, it went, it went, it went. And so, yeah, that was one of the modalities that we did. And I feel like she was kind of just kind of entering that psychedelic state then she still had her head kind of up and she was sitting in this chair and we were getting her comfy and I kept checking in and getting her water and she she was getting really cold which heat and temperature can be a good indicator if you are doing that work and being really cold or very hot while you're doing this kind of work is very common and she was very cold and I get very hot Um, while I'm doing energy work, because it wasn't just this holding space. It was, I was also, while she was in doing different energy healing on her. And I brought my beautiful dousing and it was awesome. I did like this three-step pattern removal process from her, which means that sometimes we pick up other people's patterns and we don't even realize it. So it can come from maybe our spouse or a parent or a sibling or someone we work with. And so I helped kind of remove and shed these patterns from her home. And she lives in an apartment. And even by living close to someone, you could adopt their weird habit patterns that probably are not healthy. And if you're working really hard on helping yourself and being a better human, and you're still struggling with different things, it's like, oh, maybe we need this pattern removal blessing. So I did that. And then I really dug deep into her aura and her chakras and her infrared colors and even down to the minerals in her body. And I cleansed and cleared any energy that was detrimental out of her system and cleared and transmuted that through all time, space, reality, and dimension. And with this big loss and this grief she's been struggling with, with her mom, she had just these huge, like, black masses over her anahata chakra over her heart chakra so I did a a psychic surgery where I just you have to kind of pull and weed out that pain and they have like deep tentacles and you just send them out with love love and light and then you fill the space you just fill the space back with love and light and then you kind of mentally spiritually 
kind of stitch that space back up and then just send healing, 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 healing light into that space. And so that was some of the work we did. And yeah, it was, it was wonderful. And it was just this beautiful space that really allowed her to be in that conscious subconscious state of mind it was like the subconscious is wide open and then you can really access what consciousness is and we did a it was it was long it was like an hour and a half maybe an hour and 45 minute drumming inner child meditation just very super intuitive and I just tuned into my spirit guides and guardian angels and was allowing myself to be really guided there and it was yeah, it was a space that I could really feel like she was opening up to and really allowing herself to travel to these different ages of when she was, uh, she said it was mostly when she was an adult woman and it was around the time when she knew that her mom was sick and her mom had cancer and she was in remission and I think she was in and out of remission twice and then she got cancer again for the third time and, and then she passed that third time and, so there was a lot of trauma, trauma and a lot of grief there. And I really just encouraged her to step into the darkness to embrace the pain that she had been trapping and locking inside. And yeah, it was, it was just, it was very divine. And I'm so grateful that I got to be a part of this on her healing journey because Healing is such an adventure and it's such, it can feel like it takes forever. And that's the thing is that most of us think that healing is something like I used to think that one day I would wake up and feel like, oh my gosh, I'm all the way healed. I'm better. I can live my life now. I can start living. But it's not the truth that healing is in continuum. It's ongoing. It's like the other night when Jack, my son was laying in bed and he said, mom, what, what is the biggest number ever? And we were talking about infinity and how numbers never end. They just never end. They keep going. And that's same with us and healing. And it's like, maybe we can heal one part of ourselves, but there's all of these other aspects and elements of the mind, the body, the emotional state and the spirits. And there's all of these pieces. I think of like a rope with all of like the cords and intertwining and wrapping around. And yeah, it's just it's a continuum. And that was something that my sister and I had a call with this woman the day before her session to just go over kind of her expectations and to explore what she really was, was hoping or wanting out of the session. And we really just were allowing her to know that about healing and that don't expect that this one session is going to be one and done and then miraculously healed, that it's just going to open new doors, like shedding layers of that onion. And yeah. And, and then we asked her kind of some questions and it was like, some of the questions were like, why is she so hard on her? Why am I so hard on myself? And why do I have to do it all alone? And we really got like deep and it was kind of rounding towards the, I was there for six hours and I felt like it was kind of at the fourth, fourth and a half hour where she kind of went from being like silent and inwards in, in introspective to 
being kind of opening her eyes and she looked at this beautiful plant and oh I could just tell and she was vo voicing about how beautiful plants and nature was and I could feel I just kept getting curious and asking questions and that was something my my beautiful sister urged me to do was she said that you're not solving people's problems for them you're just opening up questions to help them solve their own problems because I don't know the right way I don't have the right way that it's it's I'm just holding this space for her. And so it was kind of like everything that she would end with, I would just ask an open-ended question that would allow her to expand deeper and then expand deeper on that and expand deeper on that. And she did. She really did. And it, it came down to why she's so hard on herself was that just being a people pleaser and just always feeling like she had to pick up the slack of siblings and and just feeling like, no one would pay attention to her unless she would go above and beyond like, Hey, I'm here. I'm here. Notice me, notice me, notice me. And then she always would feel like she was getting kind of pushed on the back burner. And that was, I, I hope for her that she was able to hear that and to just absorb that message and just to be with that. And yeah, it just, it, it rounded out really beautifully. And it really did. And it was like at the, I could tell kind of like that fifth hour that she was kind of coming back to her, her kind of self. I could just feel her energy shifting and, and changing. And we were chatting and, and just kind of having that the, like conversations. And then it rounded out and we were talking about Elvis. Her husband is like a huge collector and has all these like little collector pieces and has this one of those I don't know what they're called but you know those huge pictures that are like a thousand little pictures that make up a big picture if you know what that is shout it out say it <laughs> I can't remember what those are called of Elvis and then we were talking about how amazing Elvis was that was my husband sneezing if you heard him in the background and it was funny she said that her grandpa blamed Elvis for her grandma putting on pants and going to work I thought that was so funny it was like get it Elvis. Like he really did change so many things, but gosh, it was, it was such an experience that I'm so humbled and so grateful to be a part of. And yeah, it was just another one of those organic doors that just opened. And it's like when we're open to listening to the messages that the universe is giving us and the signs that we just like, you got to just show up. And we have to show up with action is the thing because we can have all of these ideas and signs can be coming and pouring into us. But if we just sit, nothing's going to happen. So we have to really take the steps to make the appointment or follow through with the research to do the thing and then write out what it is that you're going to do or whatever it is in your life. And we have to really just pay attention, like paying, paying attention paying attention to those, those signs that are, that are always abundant and always coming around. And I'm hearing that the music is turning on back in the basement. So that means that these lovely, amazing humans are helping us finish our basement. So I'm going to chat a little bit longer. <laughs> I'm feeling a little like all over the place today. You have those days and weeks, but what I am feeling excited about is that I am going to be creating my website actually with this beautiful woman. We're doing an energy trade. I love energy trades, but I'm also really wanting to open up my business and 
and sharing my healing on an online platform. And so I'm really finally feeling inspired about creating this space. And of course, though, I need to record these videos and classes for my website, but we have all of these people here, but I know there'll be a pause because it's like construction kind of comes in waves, like between when the people can come and I know my husband will be kind of back out there and I'm going to just have to like snatch my space (laughs) in the living room and, and record my classes. And I'm really feeling with this time of year coming around with the holidays that I would love to offer a course on forgiveness and I'm going to be creating a course, um, an awaken you course, which is going to be obviously like a spinoff of my book because I have all these amazing self-care practices that I wrote. I, I wrote them like in detail, all of these practices and I practiced all of them over and over and over and over again. And so I'm going to be offering those kind of courses and then just keep kind of open to whatever the universe has in store for me, because that's what we got to do. We got to just keep showing up for it. And even if we're unsure of the outcome, and I don't know if I said this last week, but this mantra has been coming to me. It's you'll never wait. Okay. Let's like pause, take a breath and let go. What is that? You have to do something you've never done to get something you've never got. You have to do something you've never done to get something you never got. Like we can't expect to manifest and bring in all of this money and success if we don't do anything different because we got to shift things and we have to keep showing up. So we just have to keep showing up and keep plugging away and keep doing the things, keep doing the things. And even if sometimes it seems mundane or it's a pain in the butt or it's like, ah, I have to do that again. Well, you got, it's like that daily grind. You've got to just do it or weekly. Like I know every week I'm showing up on here. I'm showing up on my YouTube channel and I've been noticing I'm procrastinating, which I'm like T minus three weeks away from my yoga teacher training expiring. And I am like, Shelly, you're going to do this. I kind of sometimes will get that procrastinatorness, and then I will be like, boom and bust it out. So I think I just have like probably like 15 more hours of yoga classes to take and take notes on and do it. And then teaching my own yoga class, which I already do that all of the time. I have like through my circles and through other soul sisters and private sessions. And it's like, it's already done. And sometimes when we psych ourselves up, when we have something really big to do, procrastination is our way of being like, I can't do it. I know that that happens to me. So maybe for you, my beautiful soul sisters, you can notice that need to procrastinate, that need to put things off, that need to, to be afraid. (laughs) It's like, be afraid, be very, very afraid. Well, you know what? Sometimes we're afraid and we can still do the thing because we all do scary stuff every day. Like sometimes even like getting in my car and driving down the road and I like pull out of my space and I almost get like T-boned by a car going a million miles an hour around this giant round. Like that's scary, but I still freaking show up because I know I have to go pick my boys up from school. (laughs) I've got to still show up and still be there and still do the things. And (sighs) let's do that together. Let's just exhale three times, breathe that breath in. (sighs) Let the shoulders melt away. Let it go. Breathe it in. Let it go. One more. Breathe it in. Let it go. And so I'm sitting here. I can hear these gentlemen in my basement starting here. 
And so for me, I know that I need to wrap this up a shorter podcast this week, which it might end up being longer because that's what I do. And so as our self-care practice, I'm trying to think of what we were talking about last week. And I'm thinking it was on anxiety and fear because that's where it's kind of landing again today. It's So really, I just want you to notice when those feelings of anxiety or overwhelm or fear arise and noticing where you feel it. I get my, I get it in my heart blah, 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 blah. and sometimes it takes over my whole body, my throat chakra. And sometimes I get where I feel like I can't do anything because I get so overconsumed by all of these thoughts in my mind. And so I really encourage you to notice that when it happens, if you haven't done this practice yet, I, I'm pretty sure last week we were talking about this, is that we have to first notice the way we're feeling and what we're experiencing. And then we have to find an action, something that is realistic for us in that moment that we can do to help ourselves. And so whether that's like we have talked about before, it's giving yourself that low hug, wrapping your arms low around your elbows right? Because we know we see people doing this all the time. People are crossing their arms. It was interesting. My little niece, maybe was telling me, one of my dance instructors told me not to cross my arms because it looks mean. And it's like, "Mm," like that. And I said, you know what? I see that a little different. I think that people cross their arms to comfort themselves. And maybe, yes, sometimes it can come from that space that people being like, I always can tell when people are putting their guards up, they're like, like sometimes people do have that energy. They cross their arms. They're like, "Mm, no way. I'm not letting any of this in. But in a way also what's happening is we are comforting ourselves. We are creating oxytocin, that love hormone that comes from touch, whether it's our touch or another's touch or our pet's touch that that comes and that helps us feel better. So whether it's hugging yourself or having that inner monologue talk like, okay, I know you're feeling anxiety. I can tell that you're feeling scared of this and walking yourself through, like, what would you say to your soul sister or your sister or your best friend? If she was struggling the way that you're struggling, what would you say to her when she was feeling anxious and overcome by emotions or even overcome by what is happening in her life? What would you say to her? Say that to yourself. And you know what can be really helpful is if you write a letter to yourself about your struggles as if you were talking to a friend or a soul sister and in writing all of those details and what you would say to her, like, it's going to be okay. You can get through this. I'm right here with you. You're not alone. You're not alone. I think that's the biggest thing is that we feel like we're alone in these experiences, but the real truth is, is that if you're experiencing something, the odds are that there's probably thousands to hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people on this planet of 7 billion people experiencing what you're experiencing now or have in the past or will in the future. And knowing that creates a sense of softness, like from this beautiful book, Self-Compassion from Kristen Neff, PhD, is that she talks about having this self-compassion talk with yourself or making up a self-compassion mantra, which is just something you can say to yourself when you're struggling to offer compassion. Because often we shame ourselves or guilt ourselves for experiencing what we're experiencing. And we're like, oh, well, no one else is experiencing this. So I must be all alone. And I'm a horrible person. I'm a really bad mom. I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad wife. Like the inner critic likes to freaking do all of that, all of that shenanigans. And Something too that we were working on in that um, healing session yesterday, it came down to self-love and loving herself and 
I think it's so true for all of us that we have to practice self-love towards ourselves because we cannot love anyone if we don't love ourselves first. And so that's maybe even just doing the little things in life. Like this beautiful woman that I did the session for yesterday, she said, every day I make sure that I I wake up and I take five to 10 minutes for my morning practice. And she like loves to light a candle when she works. And she's like, for me, when I light a nice candle, when I work, that fills me up. That makes me feel good. You know, when I get a full glass of water and I do my gratitude practice alongside with it, that's my self-love practice. And so knowing that self-love is just a way to connect with your soul, with your true essence. And it's so true, like my beautiful friend said, is that making that gratitude practice part of your self-love practice is huge or taking a bath when you can or taking a little walk and getting some fresh air, stepping outside with bare feet. I know it's getting colder and colder where I live. I actually have one of my soul sisters I've known forever move to Florida. And so especially for her, and I think that you listen here, my beautiful soul sister, Melody and her lovely daughter, Alicia, that I encourage you in those beautiful tropical states to walk barefoot as your self-care practice, really ground your energy into the earth when overwhelm or anxiety is arising to just to be with nature. And for me, I can bundle my butt up and I can get outside. And I wasn't going to make this episode as long, but these guys are not being super loud. And with that said, I have to share this hilarious story that we, my husband and I went for a hike with Jasper and his little puppy Luna, Luna Bajunia, who's now four and a half months old. And we go to this trail in Estes that uh, you can have dogs off leash and it's about four miles and it's pretty steep, but it's just beautiful. And I didn't even think about it, but I just like had a coffee with, we got some coconut eggnog from the So Delicious brand, like the best eggnog ever in the whole universe. And I don't do dairy except for cheese, which is dairy, but the best eggnog. If you haven't tried it, So Delicious eggnog. I thought it was called Soey Delicious, but it's so and it's coconut eggnog. Long story short, had the coffee drink. We start walking. And of course I'm getting like the poop feeling and I'm like, oh God, no, I have to poop. Like I would rather like pass away than poop in the woods. Like I don't want to freaking poop in the woods. And it was like, had snow. There's like snow everywhere and it's kind of like cold, but it's hot and there's people around. And I just get that feeling where it's like, oh God, this sucks so bad. I'm like clenching my butt cheeks together. And I'm like, trying to enjoy myself, but it's like miserable. And finally I'm like, surrender, Shelly, just let go. You have to go to the bathroom, just go to the bathroom. And luckily there wasn't really like anyone around us. Like they had all like walked down and were way past us. And I told Rex that I had to go to the bathroom and that I wasn't going to do it in nature. And then we like keep walking and I'm like, babe, I, can you just take the dogs and just keep on, just go, I'm going to go to the bathroom. He's like, okay. And so he, he goes on and I like trudge down the side where P.S. Like last year, Jack had to poop and it was like right around the same spot. And I am like making sure that no one from the trail can see me. And there's like snow. And I like real quick, like I'm getting those feelings like I'm going to freaking poop pants. This is so embarrassing. And my butt is like hot and this is too much information, but I'm just being real. And then I like dig a little spot in the snow and then I just like have to poop. And so I literally squat down and I freaking poop. And then it was, I'm I'm getting way too much information. It's very graphic. And then I had to wipe my butt with snow and it was really messy and I couldn't figure out how to do it. And my butt was freezing. 
and it took a really long time and I was like a mess and I had to like wash my hands in snow over and over and over and over and over and then I had to pile the snow and some rocks and logs over top of my poop (laughs) and then I was like walking and I looked down on my jacket and I had poop on my fucking jacket and I was like oh my god this is so gross (laughs) so I like stop and I grab a giant chunk of snow and start scrubbing my jacket I'm like I'm so gross right now like this is so gross and then I like go over and kneel into the snow and I like washing my hands in the snow. I could see people like they were way far up, but I'm like washing my hands. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so gross, but I'm fine. It's fine. I feel so much better. I'm like, I'm light. I'm going to enjoy this hike. It's fine. I'm all cleaned up. Like I'm just a person that happened, whatever I'm going to get over it. And so I hike and hike and I was all by myself for like 15 minutes and it was actually really nice. And after I had did the, done the deed and let, go (laughs) and just like surrender that sometimes when you're in nature that unexpected things happen or things happen that you don't want to happen but your body just does the things that it needs to do and then I did it and it was like oh it's fine and then go wash your jacket when you get home wash your hands really good when you get home and it's like being in nature some people like live in nature my son Jack says he's gonna live in nature when he grows up and like build his own house and he's gonna build us like a shelter and (laughs) He's very cute about it, but yeah, that was just like one of those moments where you can't control the things. Like that's the thing. We can't always control things. And I know I have that tendency to wanting to control life. And the more I try to control life, the the worse I feel, the more anxiety consumes me. Do you notice that? Because notice that, that that's control. I'm noticing in my age and my wisdom that Control comes from, right, anxiety. Anxiety comes from fear, anger, guilt, shame, deep-seated sadness, uh, judgment. It comes from all of those things. So when we can just like tune in that, okay, that's where this is coming from and knowing that the energy we put out comes back to us. So the more I try to control, right, the more something else holds a control of me. And usually what happens is it's something like that I get controlled in my own doings and then it's not helpful. So I, I see that. I see you control. I notice you. Okay. For real, my friends, (laughs) thank you for being with me on this episode. I'm, I'm just so grateful for you allowing me to share my authentic truth. And again, I will share that. I would love to hear your feedback or if there's anything you want me to share, any questions and answers, I would love to. You can email me at awakenyoushellybond at gmail.com. You can also catch me on Instagram, awakenyoushellybond or Facebook, Shelly Bond. I feel like I have not been super active these past weeks and that's okay. I send love and light. And also my book, Awaken You, Shelly Bond is available on Amazon. And if you have little ones, I wrote, it's Biddy Bia's Christmas Magic. And I think in, on Amazon, you would just put Biddy Bia. It's B-I-D-D-Y-B-I-A-S Christmas Magic. And I think it's like $7.99. And it's a really beautiful Christmas book. It's about cousins and family and this little character, Biddy Bia, who's named after my beautiful dog who passed away, Bia. And she loves Christmas and it's all about what's magical about Christmas. And then she finds out her mom's going to have a baby and her mom's going to have a baby, but she doesn't know how she feels about it, even though she's like such an awesome big cousin. And yeah, it's adventures with her and her cousins and the illustrations are beautiful and bright. And I illustrated all of them. Yeah. And also just share this with anyone that you love or anyone that you think 
who needs it. You can also find free yoga classes and all the favorite things, Healing Awaken You, Healing Center with Shelly on YouTube. I love you. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for showing up today. Thank you for showing up for yourself. And remember that self-care practice, that noticing when that anxiety or overwhelm is plaguing you. And what is it that you can do? Can you breathe? Can you pause? Can you hold yourself? Can you talk to yourself? Can you write yourself a letter? Can you get outside in nature? Can you read something uplifting and spiritual, something that will help you? What is it that you're going to do for yourself to love yourself, to make self-care, self-love a priority? What is it? Is it right lighting that candle? Is it taking that bath? Is it telling your husband or your spouse, like, I need to have like two hours to myself away from the kids. What is it? What is it that you can do for yourself to love yourself today, this week? I love you and I will be back here hanging out with you next week. Bye-bye, my friends.